Hi everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm helping you simplify mealtime so you can simplify your life. This is episode 35, Cleaning Out Your To-Do List with Tracy Stanger. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to welcome my latest guest on the podcast. Tracy Stanger is a strategist who's helping work-at-home moms clean out their to-do list and only do the most important things so that they have time to both be a mother and work at home fulfilling their dreams. She's got lots of great advice for us on how to simplify that I know will apply to all you moms who are trying to make working at home happen and even you moms who just want to fit more into your day and lead a more fulfilled life. So with that, we're going to jump right into that interview with her. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to welcome my guest that I have today. I have Tracy Stanger from tracystanger.com and she is all about helping work at home moms find balance and I'm so excited to chat with her about her techniques to do so and hope that you can find something useful to add to your life. So hi Tracy. Hi. Thank you so much for being here today. Um Can you go ahead and just tell us a little bit more and a little more detail about who you are and what exactly it is that you do? Yeah. Um, So I work from home with my two-year-old daughter, Poppy, and right now also with my husband, who's teleworking because of the pandemic. Um, About me, I don't think moms should have to choose between work and motherhood, but I know that that happens all the time anyway. So my mission is to help moms make the time for your business by making it easier to do in less time. And I do that by um, through my coaching program and through DIY courses that are all made to teach you in as little time as possible and tailored to you and your business. Thank you so much. I think that's a really valid point. I also agree that there's room for both work and for motherhood. But I also just want to chat because some of my audience is work at home moms, but I really thought what you had to share would be valuable for even just stay at mom, excuse me, stay at home moms who are looking for just a little bit more peace and space in their life to do to to live their dreams, whether that is work or not. Yeah, I think it definitely relates to either way because everything that I talk about is about just not having to be guilty into making that space, like you said. Yes. And guilt. I talk about it all the time. All the time. <laughs> I hate Huge it. Huge problem hate for it. moms. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's go ahead and dive in. So you've you already kind of started to touch on this, but what motivated you to start your business and to help other moms figure out kind of how to juggle this working at home and taking care of a toddler and just all that home management and work management has going on? Yeah. Um, Well, it started for me when I went back to work after maternity leave. Um, I found that I was not passionate enough about my job anymore to want to be there for 40 hours a week. And especially since it actually didn't take me 40 hours a week to get it done. So (laughs) then I started getting grief because so Poppy was in daycare so I could go to work. Then she started getting sick from daycare and I would have to take off work to take care of her. And I started getting grief about it. So it just started seeming really unreasonable to me to continue working in that traditional work sp- workplace. Uh-huh. And I wanted to do something that I loved and still be able to spend time with Poppy. And I knew that other moms would want to do the same thing. So in my nine to five, I actually was a, a process innovator and a training manager. It was my job to streamline processes. So I thought, why don't I just go do that for 
mamas because we need that option for more flexible work and that would be helping them and me. Yes, absolutely. Uh, one thing I always say to my audience is to try and treat your home like a business because I think sometimes we just we have that mentality when we are at work and forget to implement it at home. So we already kind of have a lot of these skills, but we just don't necessarily put them to work. So I think that's really awesome that you're helping moms figure out those processes and maybe figure out what they already know and they just haven't implemented in the right setting yet. I think that's totally true. I think a lot of what I talk about is really simple, but we forget about it. And um, kind of to touch on what you just said, moms are so efficient. Even if you are not working in a nine to five right now, even if you're not doing a business right now, you are getting so much done and we don't even like always recognize that. Right. And we just feel guilt or like we didn't get anything done at the end of the day, (laughs) but it's true. Yes. I love that. Okay. So what is the number one complaint? And you kind of talked about your own complaints that you had with working and motherhood. What's the number one complaint you hear from your audience and those that you're working with about getting things done at home with their kids? It's always that it's overwhelming trying to get all the things done. And it's both that overwhelm and the idea of like trying to do everything that I just hear constantly. And I agree, like it is overwhelming. I think it's impossible to get all the things done. And that's what I teach is how not to. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's such a mentality that really needs to shift is that there is no doing it all. So we've got to figure out what it is that we do want to accomplish. So that leads perfectly into our next question, which is what are three ways, and you can go ahead and take little breaks to get through those. What are three ways that you suggest overcoming um, the problem of feeling like you're not getting it all done as a mom? Yeah. So I think the first step is that you have to believe that you don't really have to do all the things. So that's the three things that I want to talk about is kind of how to acknowledge and remind yourself that you don't have to do everything. So one angle is to remember that this is not really a new concept of like not doing it all. There's all kinds of existing practices out there that talk about doing less or talk about focusing on just one thing. And just off the top of my head, that's like essentialism, the idea of minimalism, um, the idea of choosing quality over quantity. If you're familiar with Dave Ramsey's debt snowball, where you're like focus on one little thing and that grows to the next thing, all of these things are already out there in the world and we're familiar with them. And they're proving to us constantly that focusing and not trying to do everything is the answer. So the point is like, if you're going in a million different directions, you're not going to get anywhere. But if you focus your energy on less stuff, that stuff gets to go much farther. So just remembering that that is true. is one step, right? And I think that's really valid. Just that, that maybe that's something that we know externally, but feeling that within, within ourselves that we truly do not have to do it all is, is a mountain and a hurdle to really get over because you can see it working in other areas, but for some reason you just feel like, no, but for me, I have to do it all or I have to make it all happen. Yeah. That is the main thing that I'm really teaching not like the, how to not do stuff. Cause I think everybody gets that too, but understanding that you don't have to because every, yeah, everybody says, well, yeah, that's great, but I have to do everything. Yep. <laughs> yep. So another, another way to think about it to kind of remind yourself you don't is if you think about it from a self-care perspective, 
So you know that you can't pour from an empty cup. And just mathematically, if you have 12 hours of mom stuff to do every day and 12 hours of business stuff to do or 24 hours of mom stuff, then obviously that doesn't leave any time for you. And if you take it back and you give yourself time to rest, then you rejuvenate so you can come back and do the mom stuff and the work stuff that much better. So if you think about it this way, then deciding that you don't have to do all the things, you're taking the time for you, but also in a way that you can do better work. And I like this point too, because I don't know if you've heard of Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, but um, the majority of people I think are obligers. Like they only can make change or they only want to meet expectations for others. So if you are that, this is a way of kind of allowing yourself to help yourself out because you're acknowledging that even though you're helping yourself, you're helping your family too. I love that. And there's, there was a diagram I saw that I thought was really fascinating that it kind of said what, what I feel like productivity looks like. And it's got a circle that's, you know, all filled in with work, just like a hundred percent work. Uh-huh. And then it says what it actually looks like. And it has, you know, a little piece of the pie that's for self-care and a little piece that's for leisure time and for sleep and for eating well. And in order for us to truly be productive, it has to be the whole picture. Yes. And I, I think that's exactly what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Um, and then one more tip on that is just remembering, like I'm beating a dead horse here, but like nobody <laughs> is actually doing it all. Nobody. So for every single person, everything we do is a choice and a trade-off. And when you look at these people that look like they're just doing a million things, there's a million things they're not doing too. And so one example that I love is Rachel Hollis, who is this huge empire, right? But she even admits like she did not build her empire by doing it all herself. She got herself a maid and she got herself a team of support. She is not doing all of the work. So, um, but that doesn't mean that she's not killing it, you know? Right. So don't compare yourself to someone who's doing some things that you don't do because on the flip side, you're going to do some things that they don't do. And it's really about doing what actually works for you, which means saying no to the things that don't. Yeah. And, and I think even having the, the grace, I guess, to accept help and ask for help when you need it. If you, if you have all these things to accomplish, there's no shame in getting someone to help you. I mean, heck, I want to get someone to take care of my house. That would be a huge relief. <laughs> I have a robot uh, vacuum. Oh, I want one so badly. <laughs> it was the best experience, the best investment we've ever made. And like, when it's not quarantine, I have my mom come over and babysit. So like, there's, you have to ask for help. You have to get other people to help you or, or robots. <laughs> yeah. And I think the other thing too, that's really, that's cool about help in general is that, you know, we, we get something as humans out of helping each other out. So when we're not opening ourselves up, I guess, to that help, we're kind of shutting ourselves away from helping someone else through letting them help us, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. I mean, going back to the same thing, my mom coming over to watch Poppy is, it's for me, but it's for her. Like she loves that child and she's loving her grandma status. So (laughs) This is, it's a mutually beneficial. (laughs) Yes. I wish my mom was just a little closer. Okay. So did you have any other thoughts about how, um, my audience can get over that feeling of getting it all done before I move on? I just don't want to cut you off. No, that was my three things. So I hope that those things will help us like 
at least get to the idea that, okay, I don't have to. And then we can go talk about like, okay, well, how do you not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I think, I think that's really key. That mindset is kind of the first way to start. Okay. So how do you suggest then that they move from this place of realizing that they can't get it all done and moving into actually overcoming that overwhelm and getting something done. Because I know for me, I just will, sometimes I'm just like, we'll sit and stare because I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. (laughs) So my one answer to that is just start. And that sounds real simple, but you, if you're sitting there thinking, okay, I could wash the dishes, I could pick up the house, I could do this, do that, do the other thing. Just do the first thing that you know is going to be useful. So pick the one thing you know is right for business. That would be the one thing you know is going to move your business forward. I also say, what is the one thing you want to do? <laughs> like, we have to consider, what am I good at? What do I want to be doing? And go do that thing. And then that will at least cross that off the list have less things to think about, or it will show you what the next best thing is to do. Yeah, I I love that. It will kind of lead you to your next idea. One thought that I just had as well is to, sometimes I think there may be something that needs to be done, but that's just kind of like a big, hairy, hard to attack monster. Mm -hmm. So I love what you said about think about what you want Mm -hmm. to do, and that maybe you can do something that, that will clear up your mind to be able to tackle that thing. So maybe it doesn't feel like you're doing something all that useful when you go wash the dishes. But if you can focus more in your space when it's clear, then that might be exactly what you need totally. to do. But um, let me just add, when there is a big hairy monster, that even just starting on that, just saying, um, I'm going to work on this for 15 minutes and see what, where it takes me, is a great way to just start too. Because that way you'll at least get 15 minutes more done on it. You'll be that much further along. And maybe it will show you, oh, it wasn't so bad. I can do another 15 minutes or whatever. But just start is is the answer to that overwhelm, I think. I love that. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with Amy Porterfield, mm-hmm. but I remember her saying something in her podcast where she just said that the hardest thing to do is is to start, just like you said. And once you have a draft, even if it's a terrible draft, even if it's like so such a bad system, such a bad, it's there. So you have something to go off of. So I do think that's really important. I love that. Okay. So I'm really excited to dig into this. You've been talking, I've been, I found Tracy on Instagram a few weeks back and she's been talking a lot about purging, excuse me, purging and editing your to-do list to make it more realistic. So can you tell me what this actual process looks like for you and how my audience can start looking at their to-do list and just taking things off of it themselves? Yeah, definitely. So I think what it helps me is to think about it like I'm a professional home organizer going to organize the kitchen cabinet. So we think about what they would do and just do that to your to-do list. So the first thing you would do is sort, right? You pull everything out of the cupboard. You see what you already have in there. Um, For business, I would be looking at your business to-do list and what are you trying to get done in your business? And you look at what space do you have for it? So in the kitchen, that's like, this is the cupboard. I have three shelves. And in your business, this is how many hours do I actually have to work? Um, The next step would be to purge. So in your kitchen, you would ask, like, do I really need broken dishes? Do I need four crock pots? And I 
why am I hanging on to my mom's stained old Tupperware? <laughs> um, and in your business, I have three questions that I like to ask. Um, and I think these can apply too to just life. But how do you, how do you want to live your life? Is this task allowing you to make time for the stuff that you want to be a part of your day? And do you like doing it? Um, another question would be, what is the why in your business? So why do you do what you do? for your customers? And is this task contributing to that? Is it helping your customer? And for your family, you know, it'd be the same thing. Why, what are you trying to do for your family? And then what actually moves your business forward? Um, I talk a lot about the 80-20 rule, which is basically that 80% of the results we're getting are coming from only 20% of our effort. And conversely, we're spending 80% of our time on only 20% of our results. So if if you're choosing to do something on your to-do list, is it one of those um, 20% effort, 80% results things? And if not, meh, maybe you don't need to be doing it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the last thing would be to organize. So you're putting stuff back in your cupboard. You're using systems to help you see what you have and keep it nice. So in your kitchen, you're using baskets and lazy Susans to get everything you kept to fit in your cupboard. With your to-do list, it means acknowledging how many hours you actually have and then streamlining your processes for the tasks that you kept so that they fit in the time that you actually have available. Oh my heck, this is so powerful. I love I love this idea and I love that analogy. Kind of putting it into a story really helps it sink in for me. And I never consider I never truly consider how many hours are in my day especially when I write my to-do list. I just like keep writing. And then, you know, like I feel like I wake up in the morning and it's just like, I, I hope as I go through, <laughs> you just start going and hope. But then you're like inevitably just set up for disappointment, right? Because if you put, if you put an, a week's worth of stuff in there, then obviously you're not going to get it done. And then you're going to feel bad. But if you know, I literally, like for me, I literally can only work for maybe two hours a day right now uninterrupted because it's got to be, while Poppy's asleep, like she's napping right now. So if I tried to make anything more than this happen today, I would be disappointed. And so I'm not, <laughs> and it's going to be a great day. Yep. And I think the cool thing is, is obviously if, if you can fit something else in, like that's just a bonus, yeah. right? Then instead of feeling guilt over, you know, all the things you didn't, it's like, Ooh, I got that one thing done maybe I can move on to tomorrow or I can get ahead if you have, if you find extra pockets of time, but rather than creating this unrealistic hodgepodge of stuff, just really paring exactly. that down. And I, I really love that. And I love the idea of organizing and I'd love for you to dig a little bit deeper into that. If you're okay with that, just kind of maybe giving one example of some kind of a, a system that you could implement to better organize the time that you have. Okay. So What's coming to my mind is really only for business, so I apologize. But, That's um, okay. So stepping back a second, you know, going back to that home organizer metaphor, when you've got that pile of stuff, you're probably going to like donate it or um, throw it in the trash or decide to keep it. Or maybe, you know, you decide to keep it, but you have to mend it or, you know, make it, fix it up a little so it's more useful. So we're taking those same kind of steps here for, the, for a business or for whatever you're putting back into your um, schedule. So if I was doing it for a business and we decide, okay, I just straight up don't need to do that, or I could hire someone to do that, 
And then the um, more like organized setting up the system, I often, um, I often recommend this program called Acuity Scheduling, which is a tool that like, if I wanted to have an appointment with you, you would send me the link and I would just pick what time works for me. And um, mm -hmm. that would automatically go on your client's calendar. It would automatically go on your calendar stuff you put on your calendar would automatically block off the time that your client could choose. Like it's, it's taking the task of, okay, I know I need to be able to set up a meeting with this person, but does it need to be 12 emails back and forth? And do we have to do time zone math, stuff like that? So, uh -huh. <laughs> so this tool would be the organizing part of saying, okay, I need to have a scheduler, but it can do it for me and it will make everything happen the same way. Every time it will be a better client experience and it will totally take that planning, organizing and data entry task off my plate. I love that. And I, I love that system. And if I could just interject a little, because I, I think that that does the idea of organizing your time better totally applies to both moms that work and moms that don't. And even an example that I like to use in my own business where I'm teaching people meal planning and prepping, it's kind of the same idea where if you're making dinner and you're making dinner every night and three of those nights you are chopping onions to for whatever mm -hmm. reason because that's a part of your dish why is that something that you're doing letting yourself do three separate times getting that knife dirty three times getting the cutting board out three times when that's something that you could do once an onion will last just fine in the fridge for three mm -hmm. days and suddenly it's simplified yeah. or you could even look at that question and say do I even need to chop this mm -hmm. onion is it worth my money to pay the grocery store to chop the onion for me. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that we, we've just so habitually done that we've never taken the time to really look mm -hmm. at or consider. We just continue to do it out of habit. So I do think that's really valuable what you yeah, shared. We've always done it that way is like the bane of my existence. <laughs> in my, in my nine to five, we actually had posters of that on all of our desks. Like that is not with the, you know, line through it. We do not say this anymore. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, because in the in that so much what's keeping us stuck, I think, in our business and in our in our lives is I think as moms, we all and the reason that I think your content is so compelling is that we all are looking for more. You know, I think we're all looking for more connection, more time to do what we love or more time with our family. And that really takes some an, some analyzing of how how are we gonna get yep. there? So I think I think what you've outlined is perfect. Okay, so is there another issue that you would say is maybe the number one thing that's keeping work at home moms stuck? Or it can be something that we've already talked about. Yeah, I think we're going kind of back to the same thing. I think the idea, like what's keeping this stuck is the idea that you have to do it all. And then like we said, feeling guilty if you do go all in on work or guilty if you don't. And so then you have to acknowledge that you could easily spend 100% of your time on either job, on whatever you're doing, but it's okay and actually really good for you to purge your to-do list and to leave yourself time for some rest. And so what I would hope is that we could all get a little more excited about the stuff that we say no to. Like right now we kind of hide behind it, right? Or we don't want to admit the stuff that we don't say 
that we don't put on our to-do list, but I think we should be celebrating it. Like, look what I said no to today. Uh huh. So I actually wanted to share with you some of mine and I would love if you know, everybody gets used to this. So some of mine that I love to say no to is doing the dishes. Although if you if you followed me on Instagram, you saw that we just finally figured out a system that will maybe help keep this going. We're like putting the dishes straight into the dishwasher right after we've used them. I don't know why it took so long to get that done. But, like, <laughs> but you know what? Some days I've got dishes all over the counter for like two days straight, three days. Like I hate doing the dishes. So I will not be ashamed to admit that sometimes I say no to that because sitting on the couch or going outside with my family or work or whatever, like other things are more important to me and it's okay to say no to that. Um, same with floors. Like I hate cleaning the floors. So that's why we have Rosie the Roomba. <laughs> that is not my job. And if she misses a spot, it's her fault, not mine. Uh-huh. Um, I also don't wash my hair as much as you probably should. <laughs> but, but okay. Like there's other things. And then now I'm I don't know. I'm starting to want to hide behind my Oh, mother, I love it. And right? my audience will love this. <laughs> here's another one. I say no to doing like Pinterest level activities with my toddler. I, I've pinned some of them. They look cute, but she is more interested in just clearing out everything from my cabinet and running around chasing the dog. Like I don't need to do that stuff for her to be learning. And so I don't like, it's not fun for me. So I don't do it. Yeah, I love I love your list. And I think I think everyone's list is going to look a little bit different. But I love that you're just sharing kind of those things that it's not are not a big deal. One thing I do want to touch on that you said, though, that really just kind of hit a chord with me is that as as we're trying to figure this out as moms, we feel guilty when we when we work or when we do something for ourselves. And we also feel guilty or bad when we don't. So we're not really allowing ourselves a place to win at all. (laughs) And, and one thing I wanted to point out too, because I feel like so often, I don't know, the message I feel like I'm getting a lot is, you know, like spend time with your kids, put, put work away, put these things away. And, and as much as I think I do need to have space in my schedule for my kids, it's also okay that I have space in my schedule for work. And that does not make me a bad mom. And in fact, it makes me a better mom because I can be present. I can enjoy that time instead of feeling stuck in motherhood, which I feel, I mean, I think a lot of moms can relate to that kind of feeling stuck. Yeah. So it's okay to not want to spend every waking hour with your children. Exactly. I mean, I... I have to have a business or, you know, something to do. I think we all like you, I think for one thing, everybody is here to do something. Like we are meant to do something. So it's kind of your job to figure out what that is and to give it to the world. (laughs) So I think absolutely like you have to be, you have to allow yourself that. And you're not, you're not doing less as a mom by doing that. You're doing more because you're becoming your whole person and you are sharing with the world what you're supposed to. And you're setting that example for your children too, that, you know, life, life is full and you have to just make room for all of it. Yep. And I love that. And I lo- I've thought that a lot too. And I love that my children can see me chasing mm-hmm. my dreams. And I think that is huge for them. And I think like I said, as long as it's something that is as balanced as, as much as balance exists, (laughs) um, 
that it, it can be a really positive thing for them and not something to feel guilt or shame about at all. So I really, I love that. And I think that's, that's super important and val- valuable. Okay. Um, can you talk about then, I just kind of, you already kind of talked about the things that you let go <laughs> when it's too much. <laughs> which, can, you, <laughs> can you tell me about what it looks like, what your work at home schedule, I guess, looks like with your, and you already kind of said that you, you do the bulk of your work during nap time. I'm the same. I've got like an hour and a half of quiet time and then, you know, 5am on the days that I'm feeling really (sighs) into it. And if I'm have some energy at night, but it's, it's very, there's not a lot of time, (laughs) but, um, can you tell me, maybe just take me through kind of what your day looks like and how you're trying as best as you can to balance that motherhood and work. So, um, you're right. Like it's going to look different for, for everybody. And it already has looked different multiple times for me, just in the short time that I've been a mother and a working at home mom. But, um, so to start with, I actually cap how many hours I will work each week. So it kind of focus forces me to be more focused and productive when I do work. And my sweet spot right now is about 10 hours a week. So that's the like one one hour on the dot that Poppy will remain asleep. (laughs) Maybe another hour spattered around (laughs) throughout the day. Um, For us, just like a day in the life, I don't even think about work until noon, noon noonish. I might hop on Instagram and, you know, post content, but that's more fun. That's not really work. Um, Yeah. And in the mornings, like we, I, I make time to read. So I might put on YouTube videos or maybe even Sesame Street for Poppy so that I get like an hour for me to read in the morning. Cause that's really important for that to be a part of my day. And that's the time that I like to do it. Um, we have activity time where like I try and get her to do yoga with me. Um, we were going for walks around the neighborhood, but obviously that's not so much an option right now. So we'll like, I'll go on the treadmill and she plays with her dad for that time. And, you know, we just are hanging out in the morning. We're just living life that's when we will do the dishes or maybe I'll clean the bathroom (laughs) and work starts around noon after lunch and she's gone down for a nap. Um, and like I said, just a couple hours of really focused work and then we're just back to hanging out again and maybe getting ready for dinner. Um, so yeah, I work during nap time mostly. I want to make a point that it's, I think it's totally okay for your kids to have independent play. Like we, like I said, you don't have to be that Pinterest mom. You don't have to be like hands on doing every single thing with them. I believe as long as she's safe, that's good. (laughs) And you know, she's going to go explore and she's going to, she's always learning. It's not like she's just sitting there getting dumber. If I'm not (laughs) doing something to to her. Um, Let's see. And like I I said before, I get help from my mom sometimes uh, when we're not on quarantine. And that's when I take my client calls, like, But also during this, it's been plenty of times where one or both of us have had babies running around on a client call and that's okay too. (laughs) And even like when I was making notes for this, Poppy was sitting in my lap with her book on top of my (laughs) hands as I typed. So (laughs) you just kind of make it work. But um, the things I think help me work at home with my little one is having a plan so that when I do have time to work, I know exactly what to dive into and what I need to get done in that limited time. And we've kind of talked about that, like with the just start, like, you know, I've got these 10 things I eventually want to get to, then, oh, here's my hour, time for number one, time for number two. Mm -hmm. Um, And I only pick one thing I need to work on each day. 
so that I can stay excited about it and not stress about having a huge to-do list distracting me. We kind of talked about that too. And then um, I use Pomodoro timers to help me stay focused, especially when it's one of those big hairy beasts or something like I don't really want to do. A Pomodoro timer is where you just set it for 25 minutes and you know that at the end of that 25 minutes, you can take a five minute break. So it's a good, like enough, just enough time to actually make some progress on something, but not too long that you're like, oh, I can't, I can't make myself do it. Um, and yeah, that's, I think that's my main tips on what we're doing in the day to day right now. That's great. And I love that. And uh, on that Pomodoro, I don't know if Pomodoro, mm -hmm. Pomodoro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do the same thing. And I actually um, have content written to come out about that method because I think it's so effective for moms. And I think it's effective in your work, but I do it even more often when I like need to clean my house and I'm like, all right, 25 minutes. And that's all, that's all I'm giving it. And if I am not done that, I only have 25 minutes in me. So, and that's fine. And look what you've got done in 25 minutes. Cause we've, especially in cleaning the house and stuff like, oh my gosh, I cannot unload the dishwasher right now. Okay. It's really two minutes of your life. Like you could do it. I I've used a Pomodoro for um, cleaning the bathrooms. Cause that's enough. I think you've noticed maybe I hate cleaning. <laughs> I like having a clean house, but I hate cleaning. Um, so when it's time for toilets, I will set like a five minute timer. <laughs> like, okay, you just have to do five minutes and make it work. And then uh, one good thing for when, the, when you really don't want to do something, I read somewhere once, instead of like count, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to count to five and go do it. Count down from five because you get like after one, there's no choice. You have to get up and do it now. So if you're like one, two, three, four, five, well, six, seven, no. <laughs> no now you're nothing. Like you have to get up and do it. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, I just love this. I love the way that the Pomodoro method really focuses you and makes you, like you said, you'll be surprised how much you do get mm -hmm. done when you really just focus your mm -hmm. time on this one thing. Yeah. And knowing, knowing that your little buzzer is coming up is helps to stay focused. Cause I'll know like if I'm working on something and you know, my phone lights up or something, I'm like, Oh, I'll just check that real fast. But I know okay, I only have 11 minutes left on my timer. I can probably make it. And so it keeps, it helps keep you focused that way. Yeah. And I like the reward aspect too. Sometimes I'll even like pick up, pick out like something on YouTube I want to watch, like <laughs> when I'm done, be like, okay, that's my five minute break. So I have it all like ready <laughs> and working towards that funny video or something that I want to do. I love so it. I love it. <laughs> okay. So I love just this insight into your life and I love I think it's so important. And you kind of shared what it looks like, you know, when you're working that you have your daughter on your lap sometimes during the, or while you're writing notes, I did a Facebook live last week and my kids started, like my kids woke up at night and started screaming <laughs> and I'm like, honey, go fix that. <laughs> and you know what I, and it was, you know, mildly embarrassing, but I'm like, you know what? Like, I want the world to know that this is my reality and to know that it's okay if that's their reality too. And in fact, it's more than okay. Normal. It's life. <laughs> yeah. I've loved, um, I don't know if you watch Jimmy Fallon, but he's got his kids there with him now because <laughs> he's not going to be able to get rid of them. So they're, so they're there helping out. <laughs> yep. It's so fun. So I, I actually think that's been one really, this is a tangent, but a really cool thing to see about this quarantine and 
everything going on is that I feel like we've gotten to get a much more realistic glimpse into, you know, the world in general, because there's no other alternatives. (laughs) And I think that's great to, to let our barriers down a little bit and just show what real life is like, because it's so much more useful to everyone to see real than it is to see curated, perfect content. Exactly. Okay. So uh, Tracy, I have loved chatting with you and I, I think that your content is so valuable. I've just got a couple questions left. The first one is if my audience takes just one piece of all of this that we've talked about, um, about overcoming this overwhelm with our to-do lists and getting more done, what should that one thing be? Okay. So don't laugh, (laughs) but I hope that you'll remember that you can't stuff 50 ratty old towels into one linen closet shelf. So you shouldn't be trying to cram 14 hours worth of work into your day when you really only have two hours to work during nap time. So continuing with this metaphor, if you can pick your best towels and fold them nicely and leave extra space in your shelf, they'll fit. So if you do that with your business to-do list or your daily life to-do list, you will definitely overcome overwhelm But I think it's important to say you won't be getting more done. You'll just be getting the right things done better. Thank you. And I think that that's that's really the key here is that that's what we need. We think we need to get more done, but we really need to get the right things done. So that's a perfect way to round out this episode. So my last question is just where can my audience go if they want to hear more from you? What products and services do you have available right now? Um, and how can they get them if they're interested? Cool. So um, I would love for you to all follow me on Instagram and let me know there about your experience. If you're building your business as a work at home mom, or you're just trying to tackle your daily to-do list. Um, I talk about all of this kind of stuff there all the time. Well, actually not on the weekends though, because boundaries. <laughs> but, <Yeah>, that's right. <laughs> um, I did still post a ton this weekend, but like I said, that part was just for fun, but like, Sometimes I'm just not there. So uh, I'm there. I'm on Instagram at Tracy.Stanger, S-T-A-N-G-E-R. And then I do have a one-on-one coaching program called Sort, Purge, and Organize for Mama Entrepreneurs, where I teach you more in depth about all of this and guide you as you trim your to-do list and streamline your processes. So this, this current session of Sort, Purge, and Organize just started. But if you're interested in it, you can get on the wait list for the next session by going to my website at tracystanger.com slash SPO. Perfect. And I will include links, direct links to all of this, everything that she talked about in the show notes. So you can just click on over and hear more from her. Thank you again, Tracy. I am so excited to share this information with my audience and know that we need so much more grace as moms. And I think that your, your information can help them get that. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I hope you all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. And I hope you're feeling jazzed about doing less instead of doing more. Next week, we're keeping the topic in a similar area. And we're actually going to be talking about theories of productivity and how you can apply them in your daily life to get more done during the day to free up more time to spend with your loved ones and do the things that you actually want to do. I'm really excited to dig into these different methods. There's their methods that I use in my house all the time and 
that I think will help you to feel more fulfilled in your day. Can't wait to chat about it and I'll catch you next week.